Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board, presented by Bet. Michael Beller here with you on this fine Tuesday, the final day in May, and the NBA Finals set to get going just a couple of days from now on Thursday. Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, NBA Finals here in 2022. On today's episode of Best on the Board, we are going to look into the series. We'll talk series prices. We'll break things down from an X's and O's standpoint, where we think the Warriors might have an advantage, where we think the Celtics might have an advantage. We'll talk Finals MVP, things like that. And then later in the week, we will get into the game-by-game betting aspects for this NBA Finals. Joining me to break things down from this 30,000-foot perspective is James Edwards. James, what's going on, man? Great Finals. I am very happy as the just an impartial agnostic basketball fan that this is the – that this is, you know – didn't necessarily need it to be Warriors Celtics, but I'm happy that it's these two teams. This is one of the better combinations we could have hoped for. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, and we've talked about it on this show a ton. I think Boston has been arguably the best team in the league since about February. So to see that kind of play itself out mm-hmm. and them get to this point is uh, good to know that the eye test is working. And, mm-hmm. and Golden State is, I mean, they've been good all year. They've had some hiccups here and there, but. For them to to put it together and be vintage Golden State in a way is is fun for everybody. And um, I mean, you're lying to yourself if you don't want to see Steph Curry in the finals. Yes. You just are. I know <laughs> you, you, people might be tired of the Warriors. It is what it is. Uh, Steph Curry is still the most exciting player in basketball. Boston is finally see, like reaping the benefits of of the patience of of building through the draft and mm-hmm. and, and and plugging around the holes. It's it's. It really is true. It truly is a, as good of a series, I think, as we could have imagined um, from a pure basketball standpoint, not necessarily a storyline standpoint, mm-hmm. but from a pure basketball standpoint. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. And yeah, I'm like, I, I understand the Warriors fatigue, but this like, even though it's the same core, it feels like a different Warriors team because it's been a couple of years and, you know, they had their downtimes, they had their injuries that they had to deal with. And so it just feels like a different Warriors team, even though it's still Clay, uh, Steph, it's still Clay, it's still Draymond, it's still Steve Kerr running the show. It just feels a little bit different. And so I think it's... Uh, Obviously, Steph is Steph, and it's great to see him back in the finals, but it feels like it's just a slightly different group, even though it is literally the exact same group. So fun to have them, fun to have this Celtics team that is built for built so well for so many years break through and get to the finals. And it's even like these two teams took very different paths just in the playoffs. The the Warriors, very business-like, never really blowing any of their uh, opponents away, never totally, I would say, front to back, 
totally dominating a series, but just taking care of business. It never really felt like in any of their series they were threatened, and maybe the Mavs did them a little bit of a solid by taking Phoenix out for them in the Western Conference semis. And then meanwhile, you've got Boston. they got to go to seven against Milwaukee. They've got to go to seven against Miami, and now they get here into the finals. And so just a really, really fun series uh, that we've got ready to get going for us on Thursday when these teams take the court for game one. The odds makers looking at this as a Warriors favorite situation. The Warriors minus 160 to win the series. The Celtics plus 130. Obviously minus 160. Uh, that is not an overwhelmingly favorite price. I think it feels deserved, however. Even though I like the Celtics, I've liked the Celtics all playoffs. I still am not going to fade away from them here. I think the Warriors deserve to be favorites coming into this series. How about you, James? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think when you factor in and i don't know how much vegas factors in like experience uh i don't know how much they factor in uh path to the to the finals i think as you mentioned the celtics have really gone through the gauntlet Mm -hmm. um i think they're very much equipped for that uh we'll talk about maybe a a concern or two with that later uh but yeah i think that's totally fair you're giving respect to the former champions the, the team that's been there before the team that's had a little bit more rest um and the team that I mean, quite frankly, is carries that championship pedigree. So I, I think it's fair. I think it makes sense. Uh, I'm sure we'll pick a winner here soon. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still going back and forth on in my head on who I want to win. Well, let's get started right there with that gauntlet. Just said it, right? I mean, not only did uh, Boston have to go to Game 7 in back-to-back series, but they had to go through you know, maybe the third best team in the NBA yeah. right now in Milwaukee. Uh, if you want to just say default, these are the two best teams. Is Milwaukee the best team that either of these teams beat on their way to the finals? I would say yes. And then is yep. Miami the second best team that either of these teams beat on its way to the finals? I would probably tend to say yes, too. So not mm-hmm. only has Boston had to play more, play more games, play more minutes to get here, but they've had to play better teams as well. They've had to play a grinded out style in some of these uh, series in a way that you know Golden State hasn't necessarily had to play do you worry at all about that from Boston standpoint uh I do a little bit and I think it's funny I wonder if the narrative nationally switches about for years the west is better than the east Mm -hmm. uh as you just mentioned I don't I can't think of a team that's gone through that tough of a playoff gauntlet before the finals um in, in quite some time like I mean to be fair Milwaukee was out without Chris Middleton yep um and and Miami had some injuries to deal with Mm -hmm. but those are still really good teams that yeah. did very well um, without their without key pieces being fully healthy. <clears throat> um, I mean, the, the, you I can th- even go back to the first round, and obviously it was yeah. a sweep, right? But, I mean, that right. was a wildly talented Brooklyn team that Boston yeah, had to I face th- in the first round. Yeah, no, 100%. So I think, what's, I think we do see the fatigue kick in um, in this finals just because for a lot of these guys – this is the most basketball they've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, as we mentioned, went through the gauntlet. Robert Williams just does not look right. right. And I wonder if um, he'll ever look right for the rest of this season, for the rest mm-hmm. of this, this the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and I think Golden State w- is really kind of going in there. You don't have any really injury concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure everybody's nicked and got nicks and bruises, but Golden State, with the experience and the health on their side, like I, I, I truly think it's going to, I think Boston is going to run into a wall at some point in this series. It really is a juxtaposition of paths because I, I mean, again, not to belabor the point, but 
Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami. You had people picking those teams to beat Boston in the series when those series started. You had people picking any one of those three teams to represent the East in the finals yep. before the playoffs started. And meanwhile, you know, not to disparage any of the the uh, teams that uh, Golden State beat on their way, but you know, Denver. Did anyone think Denver was going to represent the West in the finals? No. no. I mean, no one thought Denver was getting past Golden State. Memphis, it was a great story for the season, but that was another one where Golden State was heavily favored going into the series. And then Dallas takes out the biggest roadblock in Golden State's way. They do the dirty work. They beat Phoenix. And Golden State goes into the Western Conference Finals as comfortable favorites as well. There's really never been a series where Golden State has felt like anything other than the overwhelming favorite where they've played. Boston, meanwhile, has had three straight series where things have basically been viewed as a toss-up going into it. So we have a real juxtaposition of paths on our way to the finals here. And, and really quick, I, th- I think yeah, yeah. that, now that I think about it, I think that might... Could it hurt the Warriors? Because they're going to go against a Boston team that does not... That is not... There's no... This is top defense, second best defense mm-hmm. in the finals. Yep. They have not faced a team in the playoffs yet that lacks holes, uh, def- that that has holes defensively. Right. Uh, we could go three. Denver obviously has holes. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas, great defensive team. Uh, not a bad prep for Boston, but I mean Luca, uh, not obviously not the greatest defender. You can you you can do things with that. And then uh, Memphis again. There's guys on that roster that you can exploit. So I wonder. Golden State has a uh, tendency to not always be sharp. And uh, careful with the ball. This is not the team that you want to do that against. But on the flip side, Boston also has a tendency mm-hmm. to be a little loosey-goosey with the ball. So it's a fascinating matchup. It truly is. It really is. And so we've talked about the uh, the the difference of their paths. We talked about Golden State having just a, a wealth of experience compared to virtually none for Boston. I mean, even like the one guy you point to as a veteran on this team, and Al Horford has never been in this spot, a guy who's never yeah. played in the finals now. Guy who's in his mid to late thirties, won two national championships in college, plenty of uh, NBA playoff experience. Not like he's going to be cowed by the moment, but still, you have a lot of uncharted territory on Boston side and Golden State. This just feels like yet another finals, almost like a birthright for these guys to be participating in. So you have a big difference there. Let's just complete the circle here on Golden State. Uh, we know that this is going to be a, a, a the best defensive team they've played all playoffs. But where do you think Golden State can exploit Boston's defense? I think it's going to be interesting because Boston is uh, – Ime has done a fantastic job. They can throw so many looks at you. Obviously, mm-hmm. their switching is something that people talk about, but they can just play straight up. They can run this zone. Um, I think what it's going to come down to, and it's – I hate sounding simple, but I think it truly does. Boston is going to throw several different looks. There are going to be opportunities for Steph um, – one-on-one I think he's going to get open looks I think it's truly going to come down to how well the Warriors shoot the three ball are we going to get the consistency that Clay has been showing a little bit more as the playoffs have gone on there was a little blip in the middle of the playoffs where he wasn't looking quite like old Clay but he's kind of gotten back a little bit Steph I still think we're waiting for that game uh he's had very good moments but I think me and you are both still waiting for that Steph game um Wiggins has been really good I think it's just going to come down to jump shots. I think they're going to be available because they're going to be – I think Boston is going to be so keen on Golden State's movement and their their slip screens and just the weird, perfect little nuanced uh, nooks and crannies of the Warriors' offense. Like 
that's going to be such a focus for Boston because that's how the Warriors beat you. Uh, with Draymond fakes the DHO or a Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Looney slips the screen and they're right there on the base. Like it's so, they have so much nuance to their offense. I think Boston's going to be keyed in on that. And I think that's going to open up opportunities for, for, for three point shooters. I think it's just going to be a matter of can the Warriors make them? I, I, I think Boston can throw the book at them and, and, and figure out what works, but it's the Warriors. I don't think one thing just works. You can say the same thing about the Celtics offensively, yep. and they have had a much tougher road on the way here, as we've talked about, uh, especially when you talk about going up against that Milwaukee defense, going up against uh, what Miami can throw at you. But this still is the best defensive team that they have faced in these playoffs, as you said, the two best defensive teams in the league meeting in the NBA Finals. So how do you get Jalen Brown going? How do you get Jason Tatum going? Where do the uh, ancillary pieces fit in? How does Boston get at this Golden State defense? This is where... Boston, my, 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 if I had to pick a gripe about Boston, it's that the offense gets a little too singular. It happens throughout the course of a game, but really late in game pressure moments. And it's the NBA. It's the playoffs. That's what happens. That's why you go get these stars, these guys who can create buckets for these type of opportunities, for these moments. But what I will say is their lack of movement at times on offense against this defense who has, again, Tatum and Brown are monsters. Wiggins and Draymond are going to do their best to stop Mm -hmm. them. All you can do is you hope to contain them. But with that said, you mix in dead legs, you mix in the tenacity of the Warriors' defense, the different looks that they take, and the fact that the Boston's offense isn't the most movement-centric. If Tatum and Brown aren't spectacular and the Marcus Smarts of the world aren't hitting open threes, Mm -hmm. the Grant Williams of the world, of course, like this – I'm I'm not breaking I'm not discovering algebra or anything here but <laughs> it really is going to be how much one Brown and Tatum can just dominate yep or two Tatum has evolved as a playmaker he has been very good this playoffs and getting open guys uh-huh. that oper- that's probably going to be there if he gets cooking and can those other guys make shots it's it's I really don't know how to describe it without sounding so elementary but it, I think it truly is just like a matter of which best guys are going to be the best guys in this series? Yeah, we we saw that in at least the last three games of the Eastern Conference Finals with Miami just you know basically throwing a double at Tatum almost any time he started to attack the rim. And so I would maybe that's not Golden State's plan for the entire series, but we know we're going to see elements of that. We know we're going to see periods of that where they force Tatum to be a playmaker, where they're just not going to let him be a scorer. He's going to have to break things down, find the open man, and then hope the open men hit those shots that he ends up creating for them. So it's going to be really fun on both sides as we uh, get into that. It sort of sounds, James, like in your head you are leaning Warriors here. Do I have that read correctly? I picked Boston at the start of the playoffs. I remember. I remember. They've done nothing (laughs) – Yep. To even make me remotely doubt that. I think the the fact that me and Steph share a birthday. Oh, how about that? And I love Steph. <laughs> is that an exact I, birthday or just the same date or is it same year also? Uh same date. I'm uh, fortunately uh, as I just went through my I just had I just turned 30 and had a panic attack. <laughs> um I am not 30 whatever Steph is 33, 32, four? 34. Okay. Yeah, 34. Yeah. 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 So don't give me four extra years, Mike. I can't even handle 30. Um I want the Warriors to do one. I want them to get one more. And it's kind of clouding who I think the best team is. Uh And I think the best team is Boston. But I think the Warriors, there's just, it just feels like the Warriors 
have one more in them to to kind of put the put a cap on this this legacy that they've built. I, I, we see it all. I mean, you can go back in the annals of NBA history and you see this time and time and time again, where the younger team is clearly the more talented team. It's the better team on paper, but that veteran team just has a little bit more grit, a little bit more know-how of how to keep their legs fresh through what will be games, what, like 120 through, or maybe not that much, one. 10 through 117 that they've played this season or yeah. they go right like you just see that we've seen it over and over and over again we we have those great stories of uh these teams having to get over the hump against the big bad bully the bulls against the pistons the pistons against the celtics uh, right it was just like it happens yep. time and time again in nba history and so obviously this is not like some storied you know celtics warriors rivalry that they're trying to finally punch through against a team they've seen three times in the playoffs but it's that familiar setup that we have seen so many times in the NBA, and it's just another one of the factors that goes into making this a great series. For what it's worth, I'm going to stick with the Celtics. I, I am. Gonna I stick, like it. I'm going to stick with the Celtics. I just think that yeah, that I think I'm with you. I think they're the better team. I think that the the uh, Warriors have a lot of um, intangibles that they can pull on, and that can certainly pull make them the uh, the NBA champs this year. But I'm going to. I'm going to stick with Boston as my play here. We're going to Can talk- you give me games? Uh, I'm gonna, it's it's got to go seven, right? It's got to go seven. I, I hope so. I'm going to say Warriors in six, and Boston fans are going to kill me. I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah. And I, just, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Is this the furthest distance between two teams in the finals in a while? <laughs> you know, I, what's funny is I was thinking about that. Uh, That's coast uh, to coast. And uh, like it would have been regardless of who won in the East, right? Once, yeah. Once, uh, once Golden State had it locked up, I mean, it was going to be going to be long flights whether they were flying to Boston or flying to Miami. Uh, no, hundred yeah, percent. It's got. It's. I mean, it's. Gotta I'm trying be, to think because right? l- last year was. Uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix. That's uh-huh. not as far. Yeah. La- the year before that was the bubble. Yep. Um, and then I mean, you have to have you have to have right. Like you can't have any Midwest teams. You can't have any centrally located teams. Yeah, or that. And it would have to. Yeah, and it would have to be a team on the West Coast. So it's either uh-huh. the and the Lakers haven't been. Lakers oh, uh, won. In, oh, uh, how about Toronto, Golden State, Boston? Is further, that longer? Though. Boston's got to be farther, right? Yeah, Boston's further. Yeah, yeah. Toronto's just yeah. right across from. And, I, I, and hey, that could that could factor in. Yeah. That's you think you think about that for a young team like Boston, yeah. like yeah, these guys travels a lot, but I mean that's a long. I imagine that's a six seven hour flight that they're going to have to do possibly twice. I am. I mean, I'm maybe that so, plays into a game. Yeah, uh, 2010, the Lakers and Celtics. Yep, that's so, the last time we were looking at something like this. I think that could factor in. We'll yeah. see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so NBA Finals MVP. Now, obviously, you are 99 times out of 100 going to be backing someone on the team you think is going to win this series, although I think Jimmy Butler had an excellent, excellent case to be Eastern Conference Finals MVP with the way he played in that series. But alas, he should have won it. He should have won it, right? And, and yeah, what, he, he got like it. one vote from. Shout out uh, to Tim Bonteps. Yeah, yeah, right. We, actually, mean, that, we that, actually texted, uh, <laughs> we were texting late in the fourth quarter. He's like, who do you think's Finals MVP for this? I was like, Jimmy, he's like, I'm leaning that way too. Yeah. I was like, but can you? He he let me know he could vote for the losing team. I thought at least one more person would do it. Shout out to Tim for actually doing it and yeah. uh, 
showing the cojones. Nobody else had the cojones. No one had the cojones to do it. I I mean, Jimmy was I mean remarkable, phenomenal, unbelievable in that and game game the way he played in game six. Just when you've got a dude attacking the rim and finishing the way Jimmy was, like that's that's the most unstoppable thing we have in basketball. Jimmy, yep. hats off to you. An excellent series. I do not think we have seen the last of Jimmy Butler in conference finals, but we have seen the last of him for this 2022 NBA season. Uh, Steph Curry, the favorite, no surprise there at plus 110. Jason Tatum coming in next, no surprise there at plus 175. That's how these finals MVP things are always going to break down. The best player on the favorite, then the best player on the underdog, and then a big drop off, and that's what we see. Next up is Jalen Brown. He's at 10 to one clay and draymond at 14 to one and then another big drop to jordan Poole 25 to one marcus smart 30 to one andrew wiggins 40 to one can you do you make an argument for either for someone outside of steph or tatum i was actually going to say i would if i was a betting man i'd put a little bit of money on jordan Poole. um you figure he's going to be in good opportunities right you figure he's going to get plenty of looks and 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 you feel like he's a guy who's like not afraid of the moment too, right? Like mm-hmm. he's he's Jordan Poole. That's like kind of what he's. he's that, big, that's he's a Big Ten guy. Of course, he's not yeah. afraid of the moment. We got a couple of Big Ten guys right here on this show. Of course, we he's do. not afraid of the moment. He went to the <laughs> he went to the wrong, wrong school, school in, Michigan. in Michigan. Yeah, you would probably yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> he went to the wrong school. But hey, he he's always kind of had that swag to him. Uh-huh. Um, that was something that was talked about a lot in college. I, I think he's a guy that if if you're a betting man or woman. I think Jordan Poole, I think the availability of some of the shots that will be there for him, um, I think the his just natural scoring mm-hmm. ability puts him in position for that to be a pretty good deal. So here's the only problem with that, right? The only problem with that is just, I mean, just I'm just going to I'm just going to pull out. Let's go 2008 just as a, you know, that covers what, like the last 15 years of NBA yeah. finals. Here are your finals MVPs. Paul Pierce, Kobe, Kobe, Dirk, LeBron, LeBron. Kawhi, Andre Iguodala, <laughs> LeBron, Durant, Durant, Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis. That's it, right? So, There's, like, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Superstar, like, top three player, top three player, top three player, top three player. Andre Iguodala, top three player, top three player in the league. Yeah. So it's, it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard to yeah. break through. It's hard. One to break name through is missing on that list, and that's Steph Curry. And <laughs> I think if he's, I think if he's even a B minus. Mm-hmm. And it's like a capstone, right? Yep, a hundred percent. If the Warriors win, and he's fine, I think people give it to him. Yeah. I think it's just the one thing missing. I think people feel bad about Iguodala getting it, even though Iguodala was deserving. Let's yeah. not like it's, it's crucial. Not, crucial in yeah. that series, very crucial. I think though, as long as I think if the Warriors win, and Steph is even 80 percent 85 percent of what we believe he can be i think he, he's a lot to win it i just do i think for legacy mm-hmm. storyline i think too many people will will go that way if you think the celtics are going to win i think there's a good argument to be made for jalen brown yes right because i mean there there should just i understand jason tatum absolutely should be the favored celtic i don't think if he's plus 175 there's no way jalen brown should be 10 to 1 no nope. you could you could talk me into like 5 to 1 yeah for i'm brown. with you with Tatum at plus 175. That's just way too big a gap between those two guys. So I, I like, think if you like the Celtics, I do like Jalen Brown quite a bit at 10 to 1. And I just think Tatum's playmaking is just going to continue to show itself. Right. Like he's just been playing very mature basketball this mm-hmm. whole playoffs. And I don't I just don't see him switching it up now. And I and while optically like that's going to be great basketball and what the, he's ma- him making the right plays and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Brown is the beneficiary of some of this mm-hmm. stuff. I think 
that catapults him into that conversation. Yeah, I don't have it already right in front of me, and I can't just click through and find this very easily the way I could find the finals MVPs very easily. But like, <laughs> I'd be willing to bet the finals MVP is the leading scorer on the winning team like nine yep. times out of ten, I going back you. to whenever the award was created. Yep. So if, if Jalen Brown is the beneficiary, and hey, I mean, Jalen Brown's going to create plenty of his own scoring opportunities to begin with. So yep. that's certainly something to look at. I don't think I would go beyond that. I think you can make the Jalen Brown argument. I think I, I, I agree with you. If, you're, if, you're, if there's going to be a non-Steph Golden State winner, Poole's probably my favorite. Draymond just given I mean, the odds, right? Yeah, I mean, Draymond a, and a, a hugely winning player, but it's hard for what Draymond does to translate into Finals MVP sort of love. Clay. It's all the points. I mean, Jordan Poole is going to do a little bit more. And then again, it's the odds, right? I mean, if you're going to take a shot on one of those guys, why not take it? I mean, they're basically are going to win it in the same way. Why not take a shot on the guy who's 25 to one rather than the one who's 14 to one? Exactly. Yeah, we're in lockstep with that. Yeah, yeah. So Steph and Tatum, probably, or Steph and Jalen Brown, the two ways that I would really look in this. And so if I'm on the Celtics, Jalen Brown would probably be my play. I I can't wait for this to get going, James. I I hate that we have to wait till Thursday. And then I hate that we have to wait till Sunday to get a second game. But I'm super excited for this finals. I cannot wait, man. Like I said, this is like, if you're a nerd basketball fan, this is as good as he gets. This is really as good as it gets. It really is going to be a great series that gets going on Thursday night. We'll have it covered for you here on Best of the Board all series long. Of course, no dunks, Athletic NBA show. We've got it covered for you every single possible angle you could be looking for at The Athletic, so be sure to check out those shows as well. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For James Edwards, I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.